Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. I don't know about you guys. I fell asleep on the couch last night. What did Donald Trump say? I, I, I wasn't even there. What? Did I, did I miss something? <laughs> All right. So um, welcome to the show. Last night, Donald Trump uh, did a speech. And he's going to run for uh, president of the United States in 2024, and uh, and oddly enough, uh, this is what this is what Joe Scarborough. Hold on, a this is what uh, <clears throat> Joe Scarborough had to say about it this morning. Uh, believe it or not, he does not support a Trump uh, candidacy. And if you're a Republican and you'd like to end this losing streak, 18, 20, 22, you don't want him out there yeah, anymore. You got to stop the damage. When- you got to contain it. I just, I do have to wonder, again, we never thought it was going to be a red wave, but I do wonder how much damage was done by Donald Trump putting himself back out there the last week. Everybody thought, remember John Heilman was talking about the discipline that he showed? Yeah, Yeah, um, just real quick, I I want you to know that uh, Republicans got 5 million more votes than they did uh, the Democrats in this last uh, red wave. Uh, Where the uh, Republicans won, they won by massive margins. Where the Democrats won, they won by very narrow margins. And in places like Arizona, there's some weird stuff happening. I'm going to get into that very shortly on the show. As far as Trump's endorsements uh, for U.S. House, Trump-backed incumbents got 130 wins and one loss. Trump-backed challengers had four wins and two losses. Harriet Hageman won. Uh, let's see, in the U.S. Senate, uh, U.S. Senate candidates, Trump-backed candidates, uh, 10 wins, zero losses. Uh, let's see, what J.D. Won, uh, Vance won. There you go, uh, among others. So his his record is still, I think he said last night, like 200 and uh, then 30 losses. So I, I would venture to say that uh, those who think that Donald Trump uh, is done politically have been saying that for a really long time. They've been uh, screaming that at the top of their lungs for a very long time. They've been saying that Donald Trump is done. Uh, as I mentioned earlier uh, in the week and last week, uh, people like Meghan McCain. Meghan McCain. I got blocked by Meghan McCain last night. I know, I know, I know. And not that kind of blocking like the, you know, that kind of blocking. If you you millennials, you know, that kind of blocking. But anyway, no, she blocked me last night because she said, oh, yawn. Oh, he's so boring. Oh, my God. He's so tired. He just looks so tired. Oh, my God. And I wrote, I said, uh, what did I call I said, oh, bleeping, shut up. I didn't, I said bleeping. I didn't use the expletive. I said, oh, just bleeping, be quiet or whatever the hell. Uh, and she blocked me. Woo. Yeah, cool. So a lot of people are saying very low key, very low energy, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I, uh, I can understand why you might say that. I also want to mention to you that this was not a Trump rally. All right. This was a invitation only event at Mar-a-Lago. This was not a Trump rally. Trump rally. Walmart shoppers. Woo! Yeah. You know, that's what maybe the Trump, uh, uh, it was It was in Mar-a-Lago. It was in the ballroom, which is, you know, lovely, lovely. I mean, and then once you go French colonial, you got to go all the way. By the way, I went to Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. If you're going to do uh, French colonial, you got to take it to the nth degree on French colonial. Whole places like that. That said, there is uh, a little bit different crowd. People are there. They are dressed up. People are uh, enjoying some nice hors d'oeuvres and aperitifs, and uh, they go to their chairs where they stood for a good uh, 20 minutes of the speech, and then he said, hey, have a seat. There you go. And, and all the while, while he was uh, speaking about what he's planning on doing with the country and, and offering a real plan for the United States, and he did, I'll, I'll play you some examples as the, uh, as the show progresses here. 
He did. He laid out an agenda that was very, uh, 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 very ambitious, and it was uh, more of uh, building on his legacy as the president of the United States. And you know the really amazing thing about it is that uh, if you decide you don't want to vote for Donald Trump, then you, you don't have to. Uh, if you decide you want to vote for Rick DeSantis, you, you can. It doesn't matter. Um, Rick DeSantis has not, um, or Ron DeSantis is not Rick DeSantis. Ron DeSantis has not uh, declared his candidacy. I know. But a lot of people, like even Fox News today, I go to the Fox News website today. Their headline, former president of the United States, okay, by the way, this is not their headline. Last night, the former president of the United States, who beat Hillary Clinton, uh, who uh, who um, uh, went on to uh, uh, create the lowest unemployment in the black community in recorded history, most women in the workforce, uh, uninflation, uh, inflation about uh, less than 2%, about 1% right now, or about 1,000 times that inflation rate, okay? Uh, last night, the former president of the United States went on television to announce his candidacy for 2024, and yet... Fox News, who has basically stricken Donald Trump's name last week from air, I mean before the election on Tuesday. Fox News, no mention of Donald Trump on half the shows. Yesterday and this morning, Fox News has Ron DeSantis gets a standing ovation in his, uh, his speech last night. Okay. Why does that usurp Donald Trump, the former president of the United States, uh, from being the headline on Fox News? Uh, it's like almost the same people who've said that Donald Trump has no chance of winning, no chance of this, no chance of that, even when he was running for presidency originally. Those same people are saying, move on from Donald Trump. He's in the past. It's kind of weird. Nobody is saying Hillary Clinton should not run in 2024. Well, what, really? Yeah, and, and, and if Donald Trump can't run even though he ran against her quite successfully, by the way, absolutely stopped her in the uh, in the uh, electoral college, which is probably why the Democrats want to get rid of it. No one is saying that Hillary Clinton is not the future of the Democrat Party. Uh, you know, Trump beat Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton paid for the Russian dossier. Nobody is calling for Hillary Clinton to uh, to uh, not run in twenty twenty four. No one is calling Hillary Clinton supporters Hillary fascists. Have you noticed that? Only you and me. Only you and me. No one is saying that Hillary supporters will end democracy, but you and I will, I guess, right? Okay? Uh, let's see. Uh, Hillary Clinton never played to an audience of 25,000 people. Uh, Trump does every week, including last week, the weekend before the midterms. It's kind of funny. Hillary Clinton never did anything memorable, memorable or historic in office. Please explain what she did in office as Secretary of State that, that was so uh, just amazing and, and also in the Senate. Please, come on. Tell me, Hillary Clinton did get $150 billion from Russian oligarchs for her foundation after signing off on the Uranium One deal as the Secretary of State. We know that. It's true. And then her foundation shut down after she lost the election. But nobody's saying Hillary Clinton shouldn't run again. Nobody is attacking Hillary Clinton supporters as radical as uh, they want to end democracy. They are this, they are that, they are fascist, all that stuff. If you took uh, uh, Joe Biden's speech literally uh, two months before the election and then a subsequent speech thereafter, he, every other word, mega fascist, mega fascist, mega fascist. Why is that? Why is that? Why are they going after Ron DeSantis? Well, they are, and they will, by the way. But right now, Donald Trump is still 
the threat. If he's not the future of the party, why are you lobbying so hard to make him not the future of the party? If he is so done, so over, so tired, so this, so that, why did the entire election cycle in the midterm, the main message for the Democrat Party was Donald Trump is a dictator, his supporters are mega fascists. Why is that? Why didn't they run on Joe Biden's economy? Why didn't they run on the border that is completely sealed, according to Alejandro Mayorkas? What they did run on, abortion, abortion, abortion. January 6th, January, January 6th. Mega, mega fascists. Why? Why is that? Why all of this attention to a man who wasn't in office, who everyone said uh, you could not say a word about the 2020 election, who everyone said that January 6th was his doing, even though it wasn't, and it was the most destructive thing in the history of the country, which it wasn't. Why so much attention focused on Donald Trump literally for a year before the midterms, and now after the midterms, unless all of those powers that be consider him to be the biggest threat to the White House, coming to the White House, uh, and winning the election in 2024. I just, I just, I'm throwing it out there. I'm just asking you some questions here. Because you got to kind of wonder, I'm not hearing the same cast of characters who supported Donald Trump suddenly switching because of the midterms. Uh, you know, so somebody explained it. I did have to mention something. We're going to get to a lot of the audio. Oh, 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 oh. A Trump-backed um, candidate, Kevin Riley, Republican from California, appears to have been the, uh, the, uh, uh, the candidate who put Republicans over the top to win the House majority as uh, number 218. I, th- I thought I mentioned it was a Trump-backed House of Representative candidate. I know, I know, because, uh, you know, everything that Donald Trump touched uh, turned to crap, and, and uh, you know, he had a losing record. Why would you ever consider voting for Donald Trump or supporting Donald Oh, wait. Yeah, Kevin Riley apparently has put Republicans over the top to the House majority. Is number 218, and he was uh, he was Trump-endorsed. That's kind of funny. That's kind of weird. So before the uh, speech last night, it's kind of funny. I'll take absolute credit for this, by the way. Oh, yes, this is all me, by the way. So uh, right before they played Proud to be an American, Donald Trump's walking through the corridor into the ballroom at Mar-a-Lago. And in the background, we hear the song, uh, Can You Hear the People Sing from Les Miserables? Which, by the way, I have a French degree. Uh, not degree, but I, 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 I yeah, I do. I, I, I got a double major. So it's communications in French. I know. I tested out a half of the French major because I already knew how to speak French. So anyway, uh, Les Miserables, it means the miserable. Yeah, I know, I know. They should redo it and call it the, the deplorable. Les deplorables. How about that? Les deplorables. So um, I said, starting eh, about 15 years ago, when Barack Obama was the president, that uh, we have a, uh, a bourgeois and we have a proletariat. And we are the proletariat. We are the crumb suckers. We are the ones who feast on what is cast out from Washington, D.C. to us. And that's the way it is. I mean, it, it really is. It's been that way a long time. Except for now, they've taken it up a notch. We have a Bastille, just like in the French Revolution. We have a, a bourgeois and a proletariat. We have a group of people who moved to Washington, D.C., spend their entire lives telling us how to live ours while we feast on their crumbs. While we live in their inflation. And all of a sudden last night as Donald Trump is walking toward the room, we hear, can you hear the people sing? La, 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 la. So I'm going to go ahead and take credit for that. That was me. 
I mean, I heard Donald Trump listening to the show. Jim Gossett did this. You hear the people sing, singing a song of Donald Trump. It is time to take the Democrats and Biden to the dump. Trump is going to run again. Hear the beating of the drums. He will drain the swamp and throw out all the bombs. I hope so. Will you join in our crusade and help the Donald win? Make sure the Democrats take it on the chin. (laughs) And join in the fight that will make us great once again. Do you hear the people sing? I do. Sing a song of Trump's return. We love you, Ron DeSantis, but you should wait your turn. Trump is going to run again. He will be the nominee. (laughs) And in two years once again, we will be free. I hope so. I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. There you go. Yeah. So rather than just let the left and all the people who hate Donald Trump and have been driving nails into his casket, uh, you know, they can spout their mouths off and everything. But honestly, if, if Trump is so done, has no chance of winning, why even bother with him? Just move on. Move on, kids. Or maybe you're just still absolutely terrified of him. That's kind of what I think. Here's the number. It's 800-922-6680. Lots of audio from last night. Lots of talking heads on television saying that Donald Trump is over before he started. And your phone calls as well. This, my friends, is a Wednesday edition of The Rob Carson Show. He's the best thing to come out of Iowa since Superman and Captain Kirk. It's The Rob Carson Show. I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. There you go. All right. So uh, a big response last night. Uh, Donald Trump uh, surprised everybody by announcing as the president. He's going to run as president of the United States. I know. I was slack jawed. I kind of expected him to, I don't know, be buying CNN or something. But lo and behold, he's running for president of the United States. And uh, and right now, because he not only because he's the only candidate in 2024, uh, but also um, presuming that all things remain the same and they won't, uh, he'll be my candidate. There you go. You know why? Because he didn't betray me. He didn't uh, get into office and lie about what he was going to do like everybody else, like Joe Biden did. Joe Biden said, that, oh, I'm going to get rid of fossil fuel. Hey, don't you worry about it. It'll be gone. And then he gets in office and he, and he does it. And uh, everybody's like, well, I didn't say that. Really? Well, uh, Donald Trump didn't do that. And the amazing thing also, by the way, is that uh, Donald Trump did what he said he was going to do and he got things done, which is something I've never seen a candidate really do. I mean, I kind of remember uh, Ronald Reagan. He worked with uh, you know Congress and got some things done and all that. And, and certainly he, he was a game changer. But uh, I think if anybody moved the bar, it would be Donald Trump. And what he did, he turned it upside down. And they had to get rid of him. And now they still have to get rid of him. Explain that to me. Why is he such a deal? If uh, Joe Scarborough and uh, Paul Ryan say he's in the past of the party, why is he uh, still a target? Why is he still the target? I guess I should say, yeah. Uh, this 
This is uh, Mick Mulvaney, used to be a, a Trump advisor, and he was on MSNBC last night. And, and he says that Donald Trump is the only person who could lose in 2024. He doesn't know anybody else is running. Uh, nobody else has announced that they are running. And uh, he is convinced that Donald Trump would be the only person who could lose. No, I, I don't, because I think he's the only Republican who could lose. Um, if, he run, if he wins in 2024, now he's a candidate. He is the likely Republican nominee. Can he be beaten head-to-head by Ron DeSantis or Tim Scott? Sure, but it's not going to be a head-to-head race. There'll be five or six other people in the race, and he'll get the 35% that really support him. And under the winner-take-all primary system, he'll be the nominee. Um, But that means the 2024 race is not about Joe Biden or whatever Democrat is on on the ticket, not about inflation, not about world events, not about abortion. It'll be about Donald Trump, the same thing we saw. Now it'll be about Joe Biden's failed legacy and the destruction that he's caused to the United States of America. And it'll be about a guy who was the president and did a great job. There you go. Uh, so, again, I'm asking it. Why do all of the usual suspects, why are they trying to kill his candidacy? Why are they so interested in him? I mean, honestly, all the major networks didn't cover the speech. Surely he is uh, not even on their radar anymore. Why would they not have him in the speech? I don't understand. Why wouldn't they carry it? It's been, The three uh, major television networks took a pass on the historic announcement, aired reality dating shows and crime dramas, according to the Washington Post. Political observers uh, observers who surfed the airwaves and host of catching uh, his speech saw uh, programs like Bachelor in Paradise on ABC and a science fiction drama La Brea on uh, NBC. Uh, both networks, I mean, I didn't even know they were still on. I guess I was a little surprised. On uh, CNN, they carried the first twi- 25 minutes of the announcement before breaking away to cover the fatal missile attack in Poland that could uh, get us involved in World War III. Uh, Joe Biden did a little announcement and said, oh, I guess somebody's missile accidentally went off. It wasn't Russia. I have that same problem sometimes. I have to think about my mom and ice cream. Uh, MSNBC elected to uh, prom- uh, preempt Alex Wagner tonight, uh, leaving far-left outlet. It says here, listen to this. Far-left outlet Newsmax as the only high-profile cable network that televised the speech in its entirety. Now, is this because Newsmax is slavishly pro-Trump? Well, some people are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, they also knew that a whole lot of people love Donald Trump. And if everybody else is going to ignore him, let's go ahead and put him on and let people decide whether they want to vote for him or not. How about that? That's funny. This is going to shock you, too. Here's a headline for you. Low energy bruised Trump 2024 announcement gets panned on Twitter. Shut up. Really? Donald Trump's speech got panned on Twitter. Now, I want you to notice this. On Twitter, we've got kind of a, a good cop, bad cop going here because you'll see things that trend that look remarkably conservative and you click on them and you realize it's just a bunch of trolls from hell on Twitter who are leftists that are still there. Like, for instance, I saw uh, Don't Concede about Carrie Lake and I went there expecting to hear people like, hey, man, maybe we should be counted. And it's just a bunch of troglodytes from hell ripping on Carrie Lake. So, uh, uh, this is what uh, one of the, uh, the the Twitterites said yesterday. Donald Trump failed America. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the National Review quickly posted an editorial headline simply entitled, No. Well, if he's in the past and he has no chance of winning, the only person who will lose, why are so many people focused on him? I'd, I'd kind of like to know. Maybe you can add your perspective. Here's a number, 800-922-6680. Sean Spicer, Newsmax. He was there last night. He's going to talk about it in a second. On the Rob Carson Show.
Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Time to put Nancy, Joe, Chuck, Bernie, and Mitch in a retirement home. Rest well and rest easy. You deserve it. It's the Rob Carson Show. We have taken over. Congress, Nancy Pelosi, has been fired. Isn't that right? That's another one of the uh, the nice uh, uh, notes from last night. Donald Trump's speech at Mar-a-Lago where he uh, announced his uh, candidacy for 2024. Joining us is the host of Spicer and Company from Newsmax, who was in the building uh, in Mar-a-Lago last night and has been uh, flying back and is very busy. We appreciate his time, but he is on the Newsmax hotline. How are you today, sir? I'm fantastic, Rob. Great to be with you. So uh, a lot of people saying uh, very low energy and, uh, uh, you know, he really, they, apparently it looks like he had the wind knocked out of him. These are all Twitter uh, uh, people, by the way. Uh, what did you take from the speech last night? Let's just start about the delivery of the speech, what he said, uh, when he said it, and the crowd that was there. Go ahead. Well, number one, uh, I talked to some folks earlier in the day. I was actually trying to get some folks in, because you can imagine People were calling and saying, hey, can I get in? Can you help me? And, you know, they were trying to help me. The folks that I know from the campaign and from the White House were trying to help me. They're like, hey, man, we're, we're well over 125%. Over. I mean, so the, the room was well over fire code. Sorry to rat them out. Um, and, and, um, and so that's number one. I mean, it was packed. Um, not that that matters. It, it, you know, it, doesn't, it wasn't like a rally, but, you know, that's that. The second thing is I thought he, he – he, I, I love the speech. I thought he delivered – uh, said everything he needed to do. The tone was fantastic. Uh, the list of um, agenda items, past and present, was fantastic. What I thought was fascinating, Rob, and, and you touched on this just a second ago, is everybody goes, oh, he wasn't bombastic. And so, wait, so let me get this straight. What you don't like about Trump is that he was bombastic and he's a name caller. And last night he laid out an agenda. He really stuck to the script. He talked about focusing on Herschel Walker and, and then you get up and say he wasn't bombastic. I don't get it. You can't win with some of these people. Well, and also, Sean, I'll mention this. This wasn't a Trump rally, okay? This was not, and, and, and I'll just tell you, I'm a Walmart shopper, okay? And if you go to, uh, you know, wherever, Pennsylvania, you go wherever, you're going to get a whole lot of Walmart shoppers and truck drivers out there. This was an invitation crowd in Mar-a-Lago and, uh, and decidedly lower key than a rally, say, for instance, in uh, in Wisconsin or wherever, or right. Texas. So, honestly, that, who, he, he didn't, I, I literally asked him, he looked really tired. And I'm like, no, no, he delivered. If you listen to his address, it didn't sound tired to me when he was talking about all of the things he wanted to do, including reinstating all of the military members who were booted for not getting in the COVID shot. Uh, when he talked about uh, a host of maybe possibly the death penalty for people bringing in fentanyl across the border. Didn't sound too sleepy when he said those no, things to I, me. I, I don't get the like. First of all, he, he is, no one has ever accused him of not having energy. It's always the opposite. That's what I'm saying that I thought was so funny is it's always the opposite. He's too bombastic. He's too over the top. And then last night was his perfect, and it was you know I can't believe he wasn't more. I just no, you really I know. cannot win with these guys. 
But well, sure. look, go ahead. I mean, that, that was the frustration, though, Rob, is that you know you're annoying these guys when that's their critique. So, look, we have a long way to go. Yes. Uh, that was the first of several. I'm sure he will be back on the rally stage, to your point, soon enough. But last night, I think he made a very good case for what he has done and what he wants to do. And that's what a lot of people are looking for. I, I, I had said that in particular. I said, look, you know, he needs to get out there and make the case. What do you want to do and why do you want to do it? That's what people are, you know, it, it's, it's, I, I don't think people want to hear a ton of grievances. I don't think they just want to hear about what you did in the past. Yes. They want to know what you're going to do for them going forward. And he did that. Um, and, and so, again, I, I walked out of this thing and I said, hey, look, if, if you got, if you, you know, were a former Trump supporter and want to know, uh, you wanted to, to kind of know, okay, what, what is he going to, what, what's the agenda for four more years? What's he going to do if, if he wins again? And, then I think you got it last night, and I don't think you can question, um, you know, what how what his tone is going to be, or how he's going to do it, or the kind of uh, agenda that he's going to set forward, or you know that he's going to stay true to the America First policies that he laid out. So again, I, I'm I'm pleased with it. I think most of the folks that I've talked to already were very pleased with it, but the same old folks that were against it, and I was reading, uh, you know, uh, an analysis from a, a friend of mine this morning, and they were like, remember. These are the same people that yes. were have been against them every time. So yes. if you let the Twitter blue check folks and the liberal media, that, you know, try they, they said no in 2016, and I think they're just dying to continue to try to prove themselves right. But um, you know, the, the funny thing is the polls continue to show Trump up a point, tied, whatever. This is not that what the narrative that they're trying to perpetuate. It's just not borne out by any of uh, of the other data that is that Well, y you saw Mick Mulvaney. <clears throat> he said that the only person who could lose in 2024 is Donald Trump. And I'm like, really? <clears throat> Show me uh, an evidence of uh, of losing. I mean, uh, if you look at his record with endorsed candidates uh, this election cycle, they were still dramatic <clears throat> and pretty amazing. And by the way. Every one of those candidates went to Donald Trump to kiss the ring to get his blessing, and the lion's share by far ended up winning. And it looks like they uh, they have the House, including a, a Trump-endorsed candidate, actually becoming number 218, I believe, last night. So uh, so there is that. All of the people who've been who, – who like, for instance, Meghan McCain, who blocked me on Twitter last night. It was great. I, it was like, I'm, I'm in the big league now. Meghan McCain blocks me from criticizing her for saying that Donald Trump was sleepy. But uh, uh, the, the same people who have been saying that the midterms were the final nail in Donald Trump's casket were the same people who have been driving nails into that casket since the day he announced his run in 2015. Uh, and so yep. I don't give any credence to them at all because we will – decide who is going to be the candidate for presidency, if it's Trump or if it's DeSantis. But we shouldn't shut anybody out before anything has been said, and we've got two years to do this. Well, and let me just add one thing to what you're saying. I, I am a believer, not just a believer, but the data shows that primaries are healthy things. If you look on both sides of the aisle, whether it's Republican or Democrat, candidates that go through a robust primary actually do well and win. Trump went through that in 2016. Biden did that in 2020. You keep going back in history. Clinton went through a really one in, in 2016. George W. Bush in 20 um, in, in what was it? No, 2016. Bush I mean Clinton in 92. Yeah. Um, you know, even Obama it was tough against Hillary Clinton. 
primaries are good things. Anointing a candidate doesn't get them the sort of that doesn't get those muscles uh, going from being atrophied to built up. So I, I would just say this: anybody who thinks that somehow not having a primary is, is a is a good thing is just sadly mistaken. Um, you know, Trump showed what he can do in 2016, um, and so to your point, I'm fine with it. Go through with it, whether it's you know Yunkin or Pompeo or DeSantis. Let's go. Bring it on. Let's let's make the party stronger. Get our folks fired up. Get the best ideas and the best policies out there. Um, you know, and and so I I don't I don't see any reason why we should be worried about uh, a healthy and robust primary. Well, they're scared, uh, Sean. That's it. I mean, they they always you know, you've heard the uh, the expression you always get the most incoming fire when you're over the target, and and I absolutely believe that. Why in the last the election cycle was Donald Trump the issue? Why was Donald Trump on January the sixth and all that the issue? Why was the election steal the issue? Uh, why was the uh, why was the uh, abortion you know the issue and not uh, Joe Biden's success as the president? Uh, the economy, the uh, the uh, border, all of that. Why is it, why is Donald Trump? It's because they're still scared bleepless about Donald Trump. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, and that's the point, though. We keep it's the same people over and over again, and. Um, you know, I said this before. It's like a lot of these political reporters are like weathermen. They get up, they say something, it doesn't rain, it's sunny out, and then they get up and do it all over again. There's like zero accountability when it comes to uh, their desire. And the other thing is, look, I've been doing this a long time. I did my first race in the early 90s. Um, most of these folks have never – they don't have any clue. I've always said people ask me why I like you on the show on Newsmax. It's because I've, I've run campaigns. I've been involved. I worked at every one of the national parties. Uh, the Senatorial Committee, the Congressional Committee, the RNC. And so for me, I like being able to have a conversation with folks where I get to explain how things actually work. Um, because these reporters get up there and start to act like they've been in the game before. They haven't. They don't know anything. And no. so I just don't I don't think that that when people hear things – I mean, I, Jonathan Carl, by the way, from ABC, said over and over again, Trump will never run. And yet – there's no accountability today. Trump announced he filed the Federal Election Commission yesterday, and yet nobody's going to say a peep because they won't call each other out. It's a little club that they all belong to. Yeah. John, I want to ask you, there's a bunch of other stuff I'm going to get to as the show progresses here, but let's uh, talk about Arizona and the fact that Katie Hobbs is the Secretary of State. She has presided over a massive face plant uh, with regard to the biggest county in Arizona where the most votes were coming in on Election Day, and most of those were for Carrie Lake, people afraid of improprieties with regard to elections. She has not conceded. It was actually uh, it was actually uh, trending on Twitter the other night. Uh, don't con- seed uh what do you think is going to happen in uh, in arizona with regard to carrie lake and uh, a couple of other and blake masters blake masters apparently already has conceded but do you suppose yeah. that there could be a recount revote uh what do you think well like you said masters has conceded he put out a statement saying that he's done um i i haven't kept up with carrie lake entirely yeah. okay. uh, but i do know that she has made some con- you know made made some uh statements about concerns that she has. If yeah. she has concerns, she should make them known. Look, one of the things that I've heard a lot of these folks say in Arizona, and I get it, don't interpret what I'm about to say is not being sympathetic to the point. They're like, well, if Carrie Lake was out there trying to get votes, the Democrats were getting ballots, right? And I'm like, I get it. But we, it's, it's, it's sort of like saying, well, you know, the Patriots were scoring touchdowns, the other team was scoring field goals, and they ended up winning. It's like, 
I get it. The Democrats have learned to play this game, and we've watched the movie before. Yeah. And until we fix it, we've got to play by their rules. And, and so I know every once in a while people say, well, that's ridiculous. It's like, well, look, we're going to deal with a governor, Katie Hobbs, if we don't, or a, a senator, Mark Kelly. Um, and so the point is, is, is I, I either think that we've got to reform some of these things, which I think is nuts. The idea that we are still counting ballots. Yes. This is crazy. It's yes. nuts. The idea yes. that you can mail in a ballot and you can get there a week later. I mean, I, I just don't I, – I think we've lost – uh, I mean, it used to be, as you know, you go in, you vote on Election Day. I support absentee ballots. If you're sick and firm, you're in the military. Yep. I get it. But this idea of having like a year and a half to vote is insane. Yep. I mean, yeah, and, 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 and there's only one reason. And, Sean, let's just be honest. There's only one reason for it, and it's malfeasance. Give me a break. I mean, that's just the way. It, come on. Uh, honestly, and this is the only race, and this is the only county that did this, and, and just so happens the Secretary of State refused to recuse herself, and ha- two, two, you know, 20%, 30% of the machines in Maricopa County uh, went down on Election Day. People had to well, leave. Let, they were waiting. Let, come on. Let, let me make one point. I watched, there was a story the other day, uh, out of the Associated Press in Georgia that talks about how, uh, despite record turnout, that doesn't mean that there wasn't suppression. And this reporter wrote, gave these five examples, and it says, oh, Susie works two jobs, and therefore, and I'm like, that's not suppression. That's not suppression. She works too hard, and God bless her. It's the Biden economy. She's getting screwed. I'm, I feel bad for this woman um, in this example, and blah, 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 and I wish that she, you know, I, I hope to God that she gets a better job and makes more money and all this stuff. But that's not suppression. Here's the thing that every single listener of yours needs to know. In every single state in this country, you can vote absentee. If you are sick, if you are going to be traveling, if you are in the military, you can call or whatever your process is. You call, you can write. I forgot, you know, every state is a little different. And say, I'm going to be out of town. I'm sick. I'm infirmed. I can't walk. I've had an, you know, I was in an accident. I've had surgery. I, whatever it is. And I want a ballot. And they send you one, and then you mail it in. There's no, like, the idea that, you know, because one of the examples they gave was, you know, this person works these hours. It's like, no, 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 no. Stop with the lie. No one has problems with access to a ballot. That is complete and utter nonsense. Of course it is. Of course it is. And they write these stupid things about how, you know, because you work hard, that's suppression. You couldn't vote in person on a Saturday. Then call. If you are that busy that you can't go and vote. And I get it. Some people are. I get that. Then call and say, can you get me an absentee ballot? And they will get you them. Everyone in the military who's serving overseas on a forward deploy, on a forward operating base, on a ship, they're given ballots. They're able to access ballots. So can you. So exactly nonsense. Yeah, we're, it's, all bull crap. it's all bullcrap. It's all crap. Listen, we got to run. Uh, your show is on today, obviously on Newsmax. What do you got on the show? I mean, surely you're going to be covering uh, the announcement yeah. last night. Uh, anything else? Jason Miller put this thing together. He's going to join us, tell us, talk to us about how it all went down. Seb Gorka will be on the show to talk about reaction from the left. We've got it covered from all sides. Plus, the, the leadership races in the Senate. They're today. Yes. Mitch McConnell. What's yes. the status there? Rick Scott's challenging him. We'll have it all. All right, very good. Hey, Sean, thanks for joining me. I know you just landed and everything, and I do appreciate your help. But uh, we'll talk again soon, okay? All right, brother. All right. Take yeah. care. Spicer, uh, Spicer Company died on, on Newsmax uh, at 5 o'clock. Definitely don't want to miss it. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. 
The SS Bi-10X sets sail on January 20th, 2021. Now she's taking on water in a big way. It's the Rob Carson Show. The Magarite is broken. There is a sickness here. And, you know, I, yeah, Mitch McConnell spoke out about it, but uh, not many others spoke out about it. Oddly enough, the same people who uh, called us the MAGA fascists and the MAGA this and that, MAGA that and all that, and, and we're enemies of democracy and everything, uh, they're the ones who are saying, you know what, hey, 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 come here and give me a hug. Let's leave Donald Trump in the past. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what? No, uh-uh. Um, I, I, I have suffered the slings and arrows, um, and you have, and, and I want to, this is kind of funny. The biggest video I think I, I put on social media, uh, was a, a monologue that I did yesterday. And, uh, and, and here, here's my thing. I don't, uh, I'm not trying to convince you to vote Donald Trump. I'm not trying to, to, to vote, uh, Ron DeSantis. I'm not try, trying to get you to vote to whoever. Uh, all I know is why I think that Donald Trump should be able to run. There you go. That's it. And then, then we decide. If Donald Trump isn't the candidate after the primary, if it's Ron DeSantis, then I will 100% support Ron DeSantis. If it's somebody who is uh, a, a rhino, then I'll sit it out. Because honestly, if you've got a rhino in charge, uh, how much worse can we do than 40-year high inflation? How much worse can we do than double the, uh, the price of our, of our fuel? And that's going to go through the ceiling. How much worse are we going to do with an open border that allows 5 million people to stream across the border? Honestly. Isn't that kind of what you're setting us up for? Here is a little bit of my monologue yesterday. You have to realize, and I know you do, that for the last six years, the long guns have been out for not only Donald Trump, but you. You were called a MAGA Trump supporter. You were called a fascist. You were called a white supremacist. It wasn't just Donald Trump. It was you. All of those arrows were shot at you, and Donald Trump stepped in the way and took them for you. Oh, there you go. That's a little bit of the uh, monologue yesterday that exploded on uh, True Social and, uh, and other places. And it's on Rumble, by the way, uh, under Rob Carson's show. I also put up, I did a big monologue called uh, What We Are Supposed to Believe. If we believe the midterms and that's the big monologue I did at this time yesterday and I'll tell you what people went nuts on it it is the longest monologue I've done that I have actually written and crafted and I think you'll enjoy it so we got more audio on this I want to get into the uh, the race in Arizona uh, it is the only race in America where 20 to 30 percent of the ballot uh, locations machines were not working on the day of the election, despite the fact that the secretary of state uh, allowed that to happen after two years of planning. Oh, and she's also running against Carrie Lake, who is also running for governor. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that this needs to be a recount or an election redo because... We're not stupid. Now, here's the number, 800-922-6680. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Like the show? You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of the Rob Carson Show. Joining us at the bottom of the hour is uh, 
Jason Miller. He is the uh, CEO of Getter, and he also put together the event last night in Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, he put it together. He did the whole deal. He didn't cater it or anything, but, you know, he, he did put together the whole deal. He's going to give us some insights on uh, why Donald Trump is running. Uh, and I'll have some more audio from Donald Trump with regard to his uh, his announcement last night. And uh, and then a little uh, Ron DeSantis audio last night, by the way. And, and again, uh, you know, and, and I think it was uh, Gorka, Sebastian Gorka said it best, and I said it last week, is that there are a lot of people trying to goad Ron DeSantis into a fight with Donald Trump. And there are a lot of people trying to goad Donald Trump into being mad at Ron DeSantis. And uh, that's going to, you know, that's going to eventually um, iron itself out. I, I mentioned that it was like a couple of rams butting heads on a mountainside. And one is going to, uh, you know, assert its authority or its, uh, its whatever. I think DeSantis is right now more concerned about Florida and doing a great job for the people of Florida. That's just me personally. And he's doing a great job job by the way and all of the things that he is doing right now are america first policies and even his treatment of the media just like donald trump and when he ran originally for the governor he barely won donald trump gave him an endorsement full-throated endorsement spoke at events and ron DeSantis in this last election cycle he changed the way people vote in Florida to make it election day, so they need the uh, they knew the results of the election that night. They made sure that everybody had the chance to vote. They made sure that a whole bunch of dead Democrats didn't vote. And lo and behold, not only Ron DeSantis, but somebody who isn't on the slate right now as a candidate running against Donald Trump in 2024, Marco Rubio, won by 20 points too. So is it all about Ron DeSantis or is it about America first policies that have put Florida out in front, both economically and uh, with regard to, to everything, with regard to patriotism, with regard to uh, COVID restrictions and all of that, all of that stuff echoes Donald Trump's policies. He, sorry, I, I'm sorry to tell you this. He's still the template. He's still what America wants. America still wants what Donald Trump brought to Washington, D.C. And those who support him don't feel that his work's done. There you go. It's just that. We're all going to figure this out. But right now, the only person running for president is, uh, is Donald Trump. It's kind of strange that Joe Biden has requested uh, $9.25 billion for COVID. And uh, we're sitting on 130 million doses of the vaccine that nobody really wants. You can get it if you want to. I don't care. Do, go right ahead. Do it. Do it. Do it. Go ahead. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think your kids need it. I think the science bodes that out fine and everything. But Joe Biden wants a $9.25 billion for a, uh, a pandemic that's behind us. He also wants another $40 billion for Ukraine. And it's kind of funny because uh, the FBI is getting ready to or trying to uh, extradite Sam Bankman Freed from the Bahamas. He was the guy who created the uh, FTX cryptocurrency exchange, and it was worth $16 billion. And now it's worth nothing, and a billion dollars have disappeared completely. Oh, and he was planning on giving a billion dollars to uh, the Democrats in 2024, and he gave $40 million to the Democrats uh, in this last election cycle, and he also uh, gave $10 million to Joe Biden when he ran in 2020. And, uh, by the way, one of the biggest investors in FTX, uh, the Ukrainian government. <laughs> Isn't that weird? The Ukrainian government. They, they uh, you know, took some of the money that we sent them and invested it in uh, American politicians to run for 
governor. They, they gave the money to FTX, and then FTX did that. It's kind of weird. It's kind of like money laundering or something. I don't know. I've heard about this money laundering thing. <clears throat> you never know. But, uh, yeah, he lost 94% of his fortune after the election. Uh, and oddly enough, the day after the election, um, the uh, the leader of Ukraine suddenly started talking about possibly peace with Russia. It's just, I don't know. Kind of weird. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think you can trust anybody, to be quite honest. Well, I, I trust Donald Trump. He hasn't lied to me yet. Let's go to uh, Phil in Woodlawn, Maryland. Phil, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today after Trump's big announcement last night? Uh, how you doing today? Well, good. it's good to hear that he was running. That's the best news. But I wanted to tell you first, Curry Lake won, and a lot of them Democrats didn't win. You know, the guy that ran on uh, from Saturday Night Live, I can't think of his name. And uh, he got booted out in the Me Too movement. Um, oh, Al Franken, yeah. Started, uh, what's Al Franken, Al Franken. Yeah, that, that's him. They started with him, and they kept bringing votes until he finally won. I don't know why the Republicans wouldn't have more people at the voting places to monitor these, to monitor these things, man. Well, they do, and uh, somebody mentioned to me this morning, uh, why did Harmeet Dillon, why wasn't she able to stop what happened in, uh, in Arizona? And here's the thing. Um, she's an attorney. Uh, that's it. She's an attorney. She can't get into the middle of the process and stop it. She can't demand a recount. I mean, she can, whether right. they do it or not, right. whatever. So there's some of that. I, I do believe there was a good deal of uh, oversight in this election. Do I believe that it was uh, completely on the up and up? Oh, hell no. They found uh, uh, bags of ballots in New York thrown into a ravine. We know, thanks to Project Veritas, there was all sorts of electioneering at camp at uh, sites, at oh, voting yeah. sites in oh, Philadelphia yeah. and Cincinnati. Oh, that happens forever. That happens all it's been happening forever. Uh, you know, Fetterman didn't win. Uh, Curry Lake didn't lose, and, and, and a bunch of them, man. And they're going to they're gonna railroad uh, Herschel Walker when it comes. But here's the, the one thing I wanted to tell you. Yes, sir. I them before, and I forgot. Yes, sir. You know, the reason why everybody's a racist, everybody in that don't vote for Democrats is a racist, is the, for the thank, thankful goodness of uh, uh, George uh, W. Bush, him letting the Republican call us racist for eight years, and now he comes out and he's got comments against Trump. Man, if I ever bump into him, I'm going to hurt him, you know? (laughs) All right, Phil. Thanks for the call, dude. I I appreciate your phone call. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Like I said, if Donald Trump is in the past, if Donald Trump has no chance of winning, why have you spent the last two years dwelling on Donald Trump who wasn't in office? Why has the FBI, the DOJ, gone after Donald Trump? Oh, by the way, hold on, I think I got in here. Wall Street Journal is admitting that uh, all the stuff that was taken from Donald Trump's house, uh, that Donald Trump did not have anything there that was nefarious at all. It was uh, things that he took as personal mementos. I'll, I'll find the story, but the Wall Street Journal decided to, no, 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 no. It was the Washington Post. The WAPO, the WAPO, WAPO, WAPO. Uh, they are saying that Donald Trump, there was nothing nefarious about what he took uh, with him when he left office that was at Mar-a-Lago. I'll, I'll find the story here. But if I'm not mistaken, the same person, Joe Scarborough, who says you shouldn't vote for Donald Trump this morning, he also said that there were nuclear secrets in the Mar-a-Lago and that uh, 
I guess Donald Trump was going to do something with the nuclear secret. That was a lie, you see, because it was one of those things that uh, the DOJ created to make it look like Donald Trump was uh, criminally involved with something, and it didn't pan out. But it did give them the opportunity to get an unnecessary warrant to do a wholesale raid of Mar-a-Lago, the first time this has been happened to a president's home in the history of the country, uh, and it was meant to throw the election. That's why it was there. That's why they did it. All right. Uh, and uh, and it turns out that, no, no, it was all false. And we were right. And we were right. Yeah. Let's go to Mike in Nottingham, Nottingham, Maryland. Hello there, Mike. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hi, Rob. I got a question for you. Please. Uh, where, uh, what's a secure website I can send two $100 donations uh, to President Trump to make sure it gets to him and not to rhinos? who use President Trump's name to try to raise money. I want to well, send the president two $100 donations. Okay, well, Mike, I don't, ha- I don't have the site right off the uh, top of my head, um, but hold on, my producer will get your uh, number, and I'll, and I'll see what I can find out for you. Cause I'm, uh, okay, thank I'm, you. Oh, and listen, you met, Rob. Believe it or not, I'm not a, the official arbiter of uh, where Trump donations go. Okay, Rob, can I tell you yeah. this? Yes, please. I heard a Democrat saying, I owe my soul to the voting machine. Very good, Mike. Thanks for the phone call. Okay. <laughs> you bet. Okay. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what else do we got here? Oh, oh, I got some more Trump, some uh, red-hot Trump goodness last night from the, uh, from the uh, speech. Here he is. Oh, oh, here he is. Uh, the only person who's saying this. The only person, the only politician who's making a big deal out of the fact that so many military members were fired because they didn't take the vaccine. They were, they were completely ignored. Did you realize that the Defense Department completely ignored all of the religious exemptions for military employees? They rubber stamped. They rubber stamped a big no. A big no on every single one of them. They took the First Amendment and they whizzed on it. But here is Donald Trump saying he's going to rehire everybody and he's going to give them back pay. We will abolish every Biden COVID mandate and rehire every patriot who was fired from our military with an apology and full back pay. Boy, I don't know. He sounds kind of sleepy to me. Uh, definitely, he is in the uh, he is in the rearview mirror of the uh, of the Republican Party. Here he is talking about uh, all these drug dealers coming across the southern border with fentanyl. Now, you may recall there were a bunch of idiots who were tearing down statues and burning American cities in the summer of 2020, and they tore down Christopher Columbus, Thomas Jefferson, and I don't know all sorts of people like this. And Donald Trump said, "Hey, here's the deal: if you tear down a statue on federal property, you're going to go to jail for 10 years." And guess what happened? Yeah, the whole statue thing, the whole tearing down, it just ended. Drug dealer, during his or her life on average, will kill 500 people with the drugs they sell, not to mention the destruction of families. Now, by the way, uh, 70% of the 107,000 people who died of drug overdoses last year died of fentanyl. Most of those were accidental, meaning they thought they were taking something else, meaning they were murdered. They were murdered. They went to get, hey, man, I need I need one of those, uh, you know, one of those uh, anti-anxiety uh, 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 meds. Uh, I'll just get on Facebook and I'll, I'll find somebody who, hey, just sell me one pill. And then they take it, and uh, Dad finds him the next morning, uh, chin on his chest with his video game troller, dead. Yeah, it happened, and it's happened a whole bunch of times. Here's what Donald Trump says needs to happen to fentanyl dealers. But we're going to be asking everyone 
who sells drugs, gets caught selling drugs, to receive the death penalty for their heinous acts. Uh-oh, that's kind of severe. Kind of, kind of severe. <clears throat> Maybe we can find a happy ground. I'm thinking somewhere between taking penalty. We can meet this out later. Uh, a little bit more on Donald Trump. We will move into uh, Arizona and uh, oh, I'll economy. Uh, but don't worry about it. You can pay for it with abortion in January the 6th, Democrats. Don't even worry about all the jobs that are happening, including at Amazon. Just pay for it with your abortion card. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Driving snowflakes and candy aisle kids crazier every day. It's The Rob Carson Show. So if you'd like to decide whether you want Donald Trump to be the president for uh, 2024 or a candidate from the GOP, rather than listening to Joe Scarborough and uh, all of these uh, talking heads who've been uh, driving uh, nails into Donald Trump's coffin, why don't you just vote? How about this? Listen to this. Uh, Newsmax doing a poll. You saw Trump's big announcement on Newsmax. We aired it exclusively, the entire thing. You know why? Because uh, you wanted to see it, and nobody else was running it, and you can make up your own mind. So we got this poll going. What you need to do is text the word vote to 39747-39747. It takes seconds, and your vote counts, and people want to know your opinion, so you can vote Trump or DeSantis. Right there. Uh, here it is. It's 39747. And Newsmax will send you the results. Just do it right now. I'm going to do it right now. Hold on one second. I'm on a texty here. Hold on. Is my wife telling me what groceries I need to get here? Uh, 39747747. Uh, what else is on? Oh, yeah. My daughter's saying come and pick me up at school. I'm going to go ahead and just tr- Trump right there. Trump is what I'm going to say for now. I mean, there you go. And I texted it. There you go. So 39747 to Trump. And that is the, uh, the poll. It's not MSNBC. It's not all of these people who are going to immediately tell you, oh, Trump's, you know, he's done, he's over, you know, he's on our past, blah, blah. and we're just going to go ahead and hear what you have to say. How, how about that? Oh, I mentioned this, I mentioned this, I mentioned this. This is kind of interesting. Um, the Washington Post quietly reported that uh, Donald Trump wasn't doing anything nefarious with the uh, records that he had at Mar-a-Lago. Huh? I thought he was selling nukes to the Saudis. Yeah, Monday's report in the Post uh, noted that investigators believe former President Donald Trump's motive for allegedly taking and keeping classified materials was largely his, oh, they say his ego and desire to hold on to the materials as trophies or mementos. He, he, okay, tr- uh, materials that he uh, regarded as trophies or mementos. Well, that, that doesn't sound very much like nuclear secrets, does it? Yeah. As part of the investigation, I'm quoting, federal authorities reviewed the classified documents that were recovered from Trump's Mar-a-Lago and private club looking to see if types of uh, information contained in them pointed to any kind of pattern or similarities, according to these people who spoke on a condition of anonymity, to discuss an oncoming, ongoing investigation. Quote, that review has not found any apparent business advantage to the types of classified information in Trump's possession. These people said FBI interviews with witnesses so far, they said, also do not point to any nefarious effort by Trump to leverage, sell, or use the government secrets. Instead, the former president seemed to be motivated more by the basic desire of uh, not to give up property he believed was his. That sounds pretty evil. I mean, my God. Oh, meanwhile, we have President Doofy, who uh, who went to sleep at like 4 o'clock after he fell asleep during the G20 summit. Uh, and, and we're knock, knock, knocking on World War III with this, you know. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. What else to say here? Yeah. Paper sources cautioned that the investigation is ongoing. No final determinations have been made, but they said the evidence collected over a period of months indicates the primary uh, explanation for potential criminal contact was Trump's ego and in- intransigence. Interesting. And uh, Barack Obama did the same thing, except for like nine million pages of stuff. Yeah. Material uh, about nuclear weapons is especially sensitive, usually restricted to a small number of government officials. Experts said publicizing details about U.S. weapons could provide an intelligence roadmap to adversaries seeking to build ways of countering those systems and other countries. Meanwhile, the only guy getting paid by uh, China <laughs> has been Joe Biden. I know. So there you go. There you go. That uh, that big thing was going to be the deal. Oh, that was another nail. Boop, boop, boop in, in Donald Trump's coffin. And apparently, uh, you yeah. know. Didn't uh, didn't get driven in there. In other words, it was all just a bunch of crap. It was all just the Biden administration using using a bought and paid for DOJ to launch a wholesale raid with a flimsy, a very flimsy uh, warrant, kind of like what happened in 2016 with uh, you know the FISA court and Hillary Clinton paying for the Russian dossier. Then they tried to stay, play, pay uh, Christopher Steele to lie about it and say it was all real, and he said, "No, no, I can't do that. We'll give you a million dollars." No, I can't do it because it's fake. Yippee, 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 yippee. Oh, and, and Salon says it's time to move on from Joe Biden. Uh, why in the hell would you move on from Joe Biden? He delivered. He he delivered the the most rock-solid uh, uh, midterm election since John F. Kennedy. Why would you want to get rid of Joe Biden? What Honestly, I'd like to know. I'd kind of like to know. Yeah. Oh, this is uh, Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis was asked, and I thought he did a great answer yesterday. But I, I have nothing against Ron DeSantis. You know, he could be the candidate. Who the hell knows? But here's Ron DeSantis being asked about Donald Trump, and I thought he did a very, uh, very nice answer. I'd like to know what you think about Trump's big announcement and some of the less than flattering comments he has made about you. Well, you know, one of the things I've learned, like learned in this job, is. Um, uh, when you're do, when you're leading, when you're getting getting things done, yeah, you take incoming fire. That's just the nature of it. You bet. Uh, I roll out of bed in the morning. I've got corporate media outlets that have a spasm just the fact that I'm getting up in the morning, and it's constantly attacking. <laughs> and this is just what's happened. I don't think any governor got attacked more, particularly by corporate media, than me over my... I wonder why that is. They weren't so interested in him back when he ran the first time. My four-year term. And yet, I think what you what you learn is all that's just noise. Yeah. And really what matters is, are you leading? Are you getting in front of issues? Yes. Uh, are you delivering results for people? And are you standing up for folks? And if you do that, then none of that stuff matters. And, and that's what we've done. We focused on results and leadership. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I would just uh, tell people to go check out the scoreboard from last Tuesday night. Now, the fact of the matter is... Yeah, there you go. All right, so that's an adult way to do it. They're kind of giving each other a little what fur. I think both of them respect each other, but that's what's going to happen because, you know, it hasn't been settled. Don't let anybody try to sell it, settle it for you. Jason Miller, he set up the event last night for Donald Trump. Going to talk about it coming up next on The Rob Carson Show. Trump says he's the funniest man on TV. Just wait till he hears him on the radio. It's the Rob Carson Show. And I have a plea for the Republicans and advice. If you embrace MAGA, you're going to keep losing. You're going to lose more. 
The embrace of MAGNA in 2018, 2020, and 22 didn't work. We welcome you to work with us on a bipartisan basis to get things done for the American people. Oh, oh, well, if Chuck uh, Schumer says it, hell, why do we even have the event last night at Mar-a-Lago? I mean, because he's willing to work with us, and, you know, just because he called us fascists and, you know, and Nazis and white supremacists and all that, I think that's all water under the bridge. No, not really. Uh, Jason Miller is the CEO of Getter, and he also was uh, very instrumental in uh, the announcement last night at Mar-a-Lago, and he joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Good morning, sir. How are you? Or afternoon, I should say. Rob, so great to be with you. Last night was pretty exciting. This great being in the room, great having a front row seat. Literally, actually, had to sit in the front row. I guess I'm moving up in the world. I mean, usually, it's like stand in the back, and you know, you need a telescope to see it. But, um, but no, it, it was exciting. And I think what President Trump did with going out there, and laying out the clear vision of where he wanted to go. Not only is his base, the people who are kind of always with him, fired up, but I think a lot of people have voted for him in 2016 and 2020, but who are being bombarded with all these attacks from the establishment and the mainstream media realize, you know what? He is the guy who can lead us against Joe Biden. So I think he accomplished a lot of things last night. I do, too. And a lot of people were talking about he looked very uh, low-key. He looked tired and all this. And I said, well, you're looking at, first of all, I didn't think he was tired. I thought he was uh, very determined. I thought that he was lower-key than a, a traditional Trump rally. Because in a traditional Trump rally, you know as well as I do, he does stand-up comedy. He strays off the script. He throws hats. I mean, of course, he's not going to do that in Mar-a-Lago. He's not going to do it at an invite-only uh, event at where he is dealing with the national media and making a profound announcement about his future and the future of the country and a candidacy. So, of course, it's going to be different. And the only people I heard that from were people like Meghan McCain, who literally tweeted as soon the first word that Donald Trump uh, said on Twitter. She said he looks tired and whatever. And I, and I said, oh, please, and she blocked me. So I say nonsense. What do you say? <laughs> I think you're, you're spot on. And by the way, the media and the, the haters, uh, whether it be the, the mainstream media, the you know the ten percent of the never Trumpers who are out there, um, if that they have kind of their checklist that they go through. And first of all, we want to hit them on uh, just fill in the blank of any of the, the normal things. But when they get down to, well, we're just going to uh, say that he didn't seem energetic. That's it. That's all you have. That's the best. Um, I at least thought I was like, he calls for death penalty for drug dealers. Uh, you know, that's, uh, they, but they can't disagree with that because they know that saying, well, no, actually, we should give, um, you should be soft on drug dealers. That's a loser of an argument. So they, they're going to fall all the way down to he wasn't going crazy, almost trying to take a positive and turn it back on as a negative. I think he won. So uh, let me ask you, because I know you are uh, close with the president and uh, you're, you're, you're a confidant of the president. Uh, this uh, Ron DeSantis stuff that's going on and, and DeSantis, I, I likened it to a couple of, uh, of, uh, of uh, rams on the side of a mountain, kind of, uh, you know, looking at the territory, kind of bumping heads a little bit. But I think both of these men are adults. I think both of these men have the uh, better, uh, are, are more concerned about the future of the country and where it's going and the problems with the president administration and the nonsense coming out of Washington, D.C., and I think this will all get ironed out eventually. What are your thoughts about the president and Ron DeSantis and this this fight that the media are trying to push them into? I think that's right, and you notice that's one of the things that isn't showing up in any of the papers this morning, because President Trump was very clearly taking the fight to Joe Biden. This, Rob, is the thing that Democrats and the mainstream media are absolutely terrified of, is Joe Biden being back front and center on the global stage? Because nobody's been paying attention this week to the fact that Joe Biden calls 
Cambodia, Colombia, because, hey, uh, everybody sees those two countries. Uh, the fact that Joe Biden's nodding off, he's falling asleep, is a joke when it comes to the global stage. But now the midterms are past us. Now Joe Biden is front and centered, and the Democrats have to defend him. The media is in a pickle because they want to attack President Trump, but they can't. Even they know that they can't amplify or bump up Joe Biden. Saturday Night Live makes fun of Joe Biden every week. They realize they're in a tough spot, and so I think their their attacks on President Trump are foiling at best. Um, a couple of other things here uh, I want to mention. Um, the Wall Street, or no, the Washington Post had to admit the truth that Trump's documents found at Mar-a-Lago were not nefarious. In fact, uh, the lion's share of them were just materials he wanted to keep as trophies or mementos. That's what the Washington Post said this morning. Uh, damage was already done, by the way. This was a, a raid, a wholesale raid on Donald Trump, like the one, by the way, that uh, Rudy Giuliani just went through, and he was cleared, by the way. Um, so so what do you have to say about uh, all of that and why the raid happened? I think you know the answer. Well, I think we've seen it always ever since President Trump came down the escalator. And there's going to be continued attacks on him, whether it be illegal attacks or arresting attacks, the state level, federal level, any level you can think of, going back to impeachment one, impeachment two, Russia, 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 the January 6th committee. <laughs> yes, and even yes. now, here's the rob. Let's not bury the big, huge lead. You have a Democratic member of Congress that's trying to push legislation, trying to invoke the, I believe, the 14th Amendment to say that President Trump can't run for office anymore. They realize the matchup of Biden versus Trump is terrifying for establishment Democrats, but they realize they're probably stuck with Joe Biden. Now they're thinking maybe there's some kind of legal maneuver to try to bump President Trump off of the, the ballot. All but that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense, Jason, because Joe Biden and his incredible leadership led to the best midterm uh, uh, result for a Democrat since John Kennedy. How's that possible, Jason? Well, except for the fact that Nancy Pelosi uh, was fired and uh, Biden's usage was being sent to Maryland. No knock on Maryland. I know that's uh, where, where folks are listening right now. But yeah. that's where Joe Biden was sent in the run-up to the midterm. And so uh, they want the media and the Democrats want to talk about Trump. They don't want to talk about Joe Biden. That's why they're in this tough position right now. Let me ask you, this is not necessarily related to uh, the race or anything, but the FBI is planning on extraditing Sam Bankman-Fried, who was the head of FTX. FTX uh, got uh, billions, uh, a lot of money from Ukraine. A lot of Ukrainian money to uh, spend on American elections, $40 million the last election cycle with Democrats, $10 million on Joe Biden in 2010, and he wanted to spend $1 billion on the 2024. Uh, do you have any info on what's going on there? And do you suppose with Republicans in charge of the House that we'll get to the bottom of, uh, of our money going to Ukraine wholesale and uh, the Ukrainian government investing in FTX, which gave money to Democrat can and Mitch McConnell, I might add as well. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think Sam Bankman free needs to start getting in prison shape. I don't think this is going to end particularly well for him. I, was, I got a good chuckle, probably it was the journal this morning, saying that Bankman free has been trying to raise some money so he can try to pay people back. Like, no, I think you're probably raising money to go to a country uh, where we don't have an extradition agreement. Um, the fact <laughs> of the matter is you actually downplayed it, Rob. The number per Forbes magazine was that Bankman Freed and his two top deputies spent 69 million dollars on democratic candidates during the midterm elections wow. that's a lot of money a lot of money that's clearly uh, a lot of money that's scammed a lot of money that's fake 
And, uh, boy, as someone who supports the, the notion of a decentralized uh, economy and especially decentralized lending so we don't have all the power consolidated in banks and such, I think Bankman Free probably did um, irreversible damage to uh, the crypto community. And, uh, uh, boy, what an absolute dirtbag. Unbelievable. And a billion dollars is uh, is essentially gone. Um, and uh, $69 million on a midterm election. It clear, it's very clear to me that the only way you can really get access in Washington, D.C. is to have a whole lot of money or just become a woman 200 days ago. Either one of those things are going to get you in the Oval Office, Jason. Jason, have you thought about that? Because i got to tell you, once you lose the facial hair, I think you could be a very attractive woman. <laughs> Um, man, I did, uh, Rob, I did not have that on my bingo card for uh, today's topic. Uh, so I'm going to say that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm comfortable right where I am. Yes. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll just leave it at that. All right, let's talk about uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy. Looks like he's going to be the Speaker of the House again, uh, despite a lot of uh, Americans uh, saying, uh, no, not no, Mm-mm, I don't think so. Uh, nothing can be done about that. Um, your thoughts about Kevin McCarthy and then possibility of perhaps Mitch McConnell being ousted. What do you think? Yeah, so on uh, Mitch McConnell, so they just uh, literally just a couple of minutes ago approved him for another round as minority leader. Oh, dear leader. God. And minority leader, not majority leader. So okay, we, spent yeah. dollars, we spent a few more dollars in Arizona, a few more dollars in Nevada, and uh, guess what? A few more dollars in Georgia, he's majority leader, or someone else maybe is majority leader. Um, I think that you're going to see President Trump uh, very smartly run a bit of a triangulation here. Uh, picking up on the theme from last night uh, uh, about being your voice, being someone who's going to run against Washington, you can't have a conventional candidate, you need someone different to really go and fight the Beltway establishment. Think back to 2016. One of the biggest lines he had is, I'm running against the failed politicians from both parties. Gives President Trump a chance to be the man of the people, but also say, look, I have no problem disagreeing with the Washington insiders, Republican or Democrat. All right. Listen, Jason, we do have to run. I greatly appreciate you uh, joining me today. Uh, Where can people find you on social media? At Jason Miller in D.C. on Getter. You have to be on Getter. I've got to follow at Rob Carson Show, one of my favorite accounts on Getter. That's where it is. You have the streaming content, the energy, the excitement. Uh, We had something near the neighborhood of a million people watching President Trump and give his speech last night on Getter. Got to get an account. All right. Thank you very much. I do appreciate you. Thank you, Jason. We'll talk again soon. Uh, Real quick, by the way, uh, Newsmax is conducting a national poll asking Americans who you'd like to vote for. See, uh, unlike MSNBC, um, uh, they've already made up your mind for you. Uh, Newsmax isn't. So if you would like to, uh, just go ahead and uh, text the word VOTE to 39747. Vote to 39747, and then they'll walk you through that. Then they will give you the results of uh, of the poll. So Trump or DeSantis, ask a couple other questions who you'd want on the ticket if Trump was a winner. Who did you vote for last time and all that stuff. But this would be, I think, some very good, uh, useful information for you uh, and others, by the way. So, again, uh, 39747 is the number and the uh, and the word is um, vote, is vote. A couple of things I want to mention about the economy. And then uh, the next segment, we will get to Arizona. I promise you, because I got a lot of thoughts on Arizona. There's a lot of junk going on with Arizona. Middle-class shoppers turn to discount supermarkets as soaring inflation hits household targets. Uh, budgets, I should say. Walmart and Dollar Store boast of gaining wealthier customers. 
Uh, don't worry about it, though, because you can pay for everything with abortion and January the 6th. I just want to tell the Democrats in the audience, if you are looking to go to, because uh, you can't afford Whole Foods anymore for your hummus and tabbouleh, uh, and you want to go to Walmart or Dollar General, Dollar General, not the best uh, hummus or tabbouleh, I'll just tell you that. Um, but apparently, a lot of people are going to uh, the discount stores, even people who make money. While bread go for four seventy nine and eight ninety nine respectively at the high-end Whole Foods, the same items go for nearly as as much as Walmart and even less at Dollar General. Why do you suppose people need to do this? Oh, yeah, because inflation's gone up, uh, you know, like 8%, which is a thousand times higher inflation rate than when Donald Trump was in the office. Butter goes for $9.99 at Whole Foods, and it goes for $4.48 at Walmart, $4.45 at Dollar General. Flour fetches $6.39 at Whole Foods and $3.83 at Walmart, $4.50 at Dollar General. There you go. Oh, also, Amazon. Amazon, uh, this week, the New York Times has verified that they are going to lay off 10,000 employees as soon as this week. The largest downsizing in the firm's history. New York Times uh, notes the company's mass layoffs during the holiday shopping season, a time when the company is extremely busy, tends to focus on stability, is a sign of continued downturn of the global economy. Many businesses are facing pressure to become leaner in order to survive the current economic climate. Again, pay for it with your abortion or January the 6th. Seriously. Oh, and then uh, Facebook has uh, laid off 11,000 employees, 13% of its staff. Now, you can thank yourself for that, by the way, because you're the ones who said, uh, screw Facebook for uh, electioneering and working with the FBI. And the same thing happened to CNN Plus and CNN and MSNBC with their ratings. That's just you and me. That's not Biden's economy. But, again, if you're suffering in Biden's economy and you voted Democrat, uh, don't worry. You should be getting your abortion credit card in the mail, and you should be able to put everything on it. No big deal. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. To all the American haters and anthem kneelers. I think it's misguided to protest the anthem and the flag. Yeah, we're done with you. It's The Rob Carson Show. Oh, by the way, U.S. household debt has uh, jumped to $16.5 trillion, an increase of 8.3%, fastest rise since 2008. Why is that? Well, because uh, people are putting their stuff on credit card. You ever been there before? You ever been there where you didn't have enough money and you just said, oh, my God in heaven, how are we going to buy groceries? How are we going to do this? Let's just put it on the credit card. Max that credit card out. whole lot of people are doing that. Soaring inflation has pushed many Americans to tap lines of credit as they struggle to afford high car prices, more expensive homes, and elevated gasoline prices. But, again, don't worry. Just uh, just get that uh, abortion credit card from the Democrat Party, and you'll be taken care of because, you know, abortion, abortion, abortion. Yeah, there is that. Donald Trump uh, announced he's going to run for president. Jim Gossett did this do you hear the people sing singing a song of donald trump it is time to take the democrats and biden to the dump oh, yeah. trump is going to run again hear the beating of the drums he will drain the swamp and throw out all the bombs. I hope so. Will you join in our crusade and help the Donald win? Make sure the Democrats take it on the chin. Or? And join in the fight that will make us great once again. Do you hear the people sing? Sing a song of Trump's return. We love you, Ron DeSantis, but you should wait your turn. Trump 
Trump is going to run again. He will be the nominee. And in two years once again, we will be free. And I'm tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. By the way, uh, Jim Gossett has a live show in Atlanta on December the 3rd. I hope that uh, as the show progresses and gets bigger, I will join him on stage. But he uh, does a great comedy show. It's going to be Saturday, December the 3rd in, uh, in Atlanta. Uh, I'm going to give you the number if you want to get tickets, okay? And then I'll post it on social media, all my social media at Rob Carson Show. The number is 678-829-SHOW. 678-829-SHOW. Uh, look at newsmakerline.com is another place, newsmakerline.com. But again, December the 3rd, all the new parody songs we've done, impressions, comedy, tickets are only 20 bucks. There you go. So uh, social media or uh, you can go to 678-829-SHOW. And then also, while we're uh, writing down numbers, you can vote for Trump or DeSantis. Um, and you can just go to, uh, uh, this is Newsmax, by the way, conducting a national poll. And all you got to do is uh, text the word VOTE to 39747, 39747. Uh, text the word VOTE there, and uh, you can get a response and see exactly uh, what you need to do. By the way, uh, message and data rates apply and all of that stuff. So you can do that. Oh, oh, another thing um, uh, with the economy. Again, uh, just put it on the abortion and January 6th credit card. Democrats, because... That's what you voted for. Billionaire Jeff Bezos tells families uh, to not buy new cars and TVs. He's the guy who's laying off 11,000 people. He owns um, Amazon. Uh, says Americans, uh, uh, they need to hold off, prepare for a recession. Joe Biden says we're not in a recession. By buying, uh, holding off buying on big screen, uh, big, TV, big ticket items like TVs and cars, he predicts the U.S. economy may be in contraction. That's okay. Just breathe, breathe, breathe. Focus, focus. Americans uh, can take risk off the table by keeping their cash for a rainy day, said the Amazon founder, as he outlined his top tips for surviving a recession. Why would he do that? I've never heard him say that before. He normally just lives in that hollowed-out volcano and has a cat that doesn't have any hair. Oh, and then kids' toys are shrinking due to inflation, by the way. Toys uh, companies like Wowie and MGA Entertainment have begun producing miniature versions of their popular toys and selling them at slash, at slash prices to save money. Bratz Dolls, by the way, uh, introducing 200 products under $10 for the holiday season because, you know, the economy and everything. Uh, one of the new products is a 2-inch take on the original 11-inch Bratz Doll. And, by the way, you'll be stepping on each of these toys in the middle of the night in January. Thought you should know that, parents. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show. There is only one GOP contender for the presidency in 2024. That would be Donald Trump. He made his big announcement last night at uh, Mar-a-Lago. And uh, the amazing thing is, despite what all the talking heads have been saying, that Donald Trump is uh, no longer uh, in contention, uh, Donald Trump is the past of the party, uh, people who have been saying for the last, uh, I don't know, seven years that uh, Donald Trump is never going to win, Don Donald Trump is a mega uh, conservative, ma you know, his followers are evil and everything, um, you have a choice. You can vote for him or not. It's weird how that happened, isn't it? 
Kind of weird that way. Last night, uh, Newsmax was the only broadcast network to uh, run the entire uh, announcement. You know why? Because people wanted to see it. Oh, yeah, there's that. Uh, no politics. No, uh, you got to vote for Donald Trump or else. Just you know, put it on. And uh, we should be finding out very soon how big the ratings were. I have a funny feeling they're going to be nuts. Because uh, last night or last week's election covered on uh, Newsmax got uh, 5 million people. That's uh, pretty big. Pretty big. So uh, also, if you want to vote in the Newsmax poll, whether you'd vote for Trump or DeSantis, or, you know, you, you got a choice for who you'd want as a running mate. But right now, everybody's talking about Trump and DeSantis, and that's cool. Just, uh, just text the word VOTE to 39747. 39747. VOTE. And you'll be finding out your, uh, your uh, results here very soon. Um, text messaging and data rates and all that stuff applies. Applies, by the way. I, I found this piece, actually. Someone uh, texted to me this morning. And it is, of all people, one of the most left of left you could possibly imagine. And that's Michael Moore. Michael Moore started off back in the 80s with a, uh, a movie called uh, Roger and Me. It was a uh, documentary, and it put him on the map, and then he's done a bunch of uh, propaganda since then. And you know Michael Moore, uh, duh. You know, perennial favorite, I should say, almost weekly favorite on uh, Bill Maher's show and others. And he's a radical leftist, bat guano crazy uh, socialist. But here is what he had to say about Donald Trump. I think you should pay attention to this. Because, you know, what Dave Chappelle talked about Donald Trump on Saturday night. He says, uh, those who think that Donald Trump is over, you, you haven't told their voters. The voters have not decided that. The voters are still behind him for a lot of reasons. And here's what Michael Moore had to say. I know a lot of people in Michigan that are planning to vote for Trump. And um, they're not, they don't necessarily like him that much. And they don't necessarily agree with him. They're not racist and rednecks or... They're, they're actually, well, that, that's not what uh, all the Democrats are saying. Pretty decent people. And so I wanted to sort of, after talking to a number of them, I wanted to sort of, I wanted to write this. And Donald Trump came to the Detroit Economic Club and stood there in front of the Ford Motor executives and said, if you close these factories as you're planning to do in Detroit and build them in Mexico, I'm going to put a 35% tariff on those cars when you send them back, and nobody's going to buy them. It's kind of weird because under the Biden administration, Ford's switching over to crappy electric cars nobody wants, and they're firing 3,000 people because of it. It was an amazing thing to see. No politician, Republican or Democrat, had ever said anything like that to these executives. And it was music to the ears of people in Michigan and Ohio in Pennsylvania, in Wisconsin. And all of those people who have to shop at Dollar General because they can't afford Walmart anymore. The Brexit states. You live here in Ohio, you know what I'm talking about. Whether Trump means it or not, it's oh, he means it. kind of irrelevant because he's saying the things to people who are hurting. Meanwhile, Joe Biden says, buy generic raisin bread. That's what he told you two weeks ago. You can't buy the name brands. You got to buy generic raisin bran. Problem solved. That's why every beaten down, nameless, forgotten working stiff who used to be part of what was called the middle class loves Trump. He is the human Molotov cocktail that they've been waiting for.
the human hand grenade that they can legally throw into the system that stole their lives from them. Ka-freaking-boom. And on November 8th, Election Day, although they've lost their jobs, although they've been foreclosed on by the bank, next came the divorce, and now the wife and kids are gone. The car's been repoed. They haven't had a real vacation in years. They're but Joe Biden has spent half of his administration on vacation. Stuck with the Obamacare bronze plan where you can't even get a set. They've essentially lost everything they had except one thing. What's that? The one thing that doesn't cost them a cent and is guaranteed to them by the American Constitution, the right to vote. Oh my goodness. They might be penniless, they might be homeless. It doesn't matter because it's equalized on that day. A millionaire has the same number of votes as the person without a job, one. And And the only people screwing with the electoral process are the Democrats. There's more of the former middle class than there are in the millionaire class. So on November 8th, the dispossessed will walk into the voting booth, be handed a ballot, close the curtain, and take that lever or felt pen or touchscreen and put a big X in the box by the name of the man who has threatened to upend and overturn the very system that has ruined their lives. Wow, that's uh, that's kind of weird, isn't it? Kind of funny. I-, I would say the same kind of thing's going on right now because, you know, five million more Republicans voted than the, for, de- for Republicans than Democrats in the midterms. Yeah, it was the same as 2010, except for in 2010, they picked up a whole lot more seats. Still waiting for the dust to settle on why that happened. But it happened. Let's move on to Florida, shall we? Oh, by the way, uh, Mitch McConnell is going to be the minority leader in the Senate. And what I would venture to say is you find his phone number in the, uh, the Capitol directory and you tell him that he better get his bleep together and represent the American people and not the people who've been enriching him for so very long. Very disappointed in uh, the Republican Party right now. Very, very disappointed that a man who has a 7% approval rating is approved by the GOP establishment. Uh... And they're going to have a lot more to answer for in 2024 because a lot more Senate seats are going to be out for Republicans. So I'd be careful. I'd be real careful if I were you, Republicanos. Seventeen <laughs> percent Democrat turnout on Election Day in Maricopa County. You know why? Because Republicans were afraid the same crap that happened in Maricopa County and Washington, D.C. that happened in 2020 was going to happen all over again. And it looks like it has. I know, I know. I'm the only person not afraid to say that. Because you know why? Because I can have an opinion about it. I can also have common sense. And I can also go, huh, really? The only place in America where this has happened is in a state where the Secretary of State is running against Carrie Lake for the governorship? And the Secretary of State is the person who's in charge of the elections. And she managed to do the same crap, the same crap that happened in 2020, happened in Maricopa County. 
in massive, massive form to the tune of 20 to 30 percent of voting machines not working. Uh, from what I can gather and from what I have heard from others, uh, mostly just Republican enclaves. Here is actually an Arizona poll watcher. Okay, so here we go. My affidavit for being a poll observer. I arrived at the location early, checked into the Init Live app. On the premises were two tabulators. One of them was not working. It had a out of order on it. Richard, who was in charge of the poll workers at the Anthem site, was already on the phone to fix it. He was trying to repair. You had one job, Katie Hobbs. And you didn't go to your job as Secretary of State, and you didn't campaign, and you didn't debate. Nothing to see here, though. Reset tabulator number two. Oh, and, and was uh, perennially, oh, no, it was, was behind the entire way, and all polls, by the way. The poll location opened at 6 a.m., and immediately the problem started. Once people voted and loaded their ballots, and I would say two in five ballots went through, no problem. Some people wanted new ballots. Other people just said, we're good, throw it in drawer three. At 7.33 a.m., they replaced tabulator number two and got it working. However, still did not pass all the ballots. Just one location, and there were dozens where this happened. Now they had two tab. Other than that, nothing to see here. Tabulators not accepting the ballots. Meanwhile, the line of voters backed up one to two hours. The long line was there during my... Oh, I heard five and six hours. ...entire shift. I was there from five... And then a judge said they couldn't keep the polls open late to take care of those people. ...1 p.m. Sean showed up, started working to find out what was happening. They felt maybe a bad printer was printing the wrong, the bad sides around the ballots. So they started replacing printers. The tabulator one had been replaced around... Yeah, nonsense. It's nonsense. For those of you who are looking for some reason as to why the Democrat Party wants to extend, uh, uh, you know, uh, mail-in ballots to everybody even when they don't ask for them and ballot boxes that can be stuffed overnight and, and uh, were essentially uh, outlawed this election, like uh, with Mark Zuckerberg given uh, $500 million to Democrat efforts to uh, turn out the vote with ballot boxes. And then there's only one reason to extend the vote count after the election for days and days and days. And 80 to 90 percent of the time that benefits Democrats as because they're looking for votes on Election Day. They know what they need. And then the days after the Election Day, they go out and find or I'll just venture to say, because it's my constitutionally protected opinion, print up the ballots needed to put a victory on the D column. Now, I've got some audio from uh, Catherine Engelbrecht uh, and Greg Phillips of True the Vote, and they have some insider information with regard to the Arizona vote. We're not asking for much. We just want a recount, and if that doesn't work, then we do a new election in Arizona. And this one has to be uh, under the auspices of someone else, because Katie Hobbs should have recused herself. She cannot constitutionally uh, certify this election. Nonsense. 800 This is the Rob Carson Show. They impeached our president twice for nothing. The truth is simple, and it's right before our eyes. They raided his home. I don't know what to be concerned about. No one, no one seems to. And they call us extremists and fascists for supporting him. Yeah, we're done with all that. It's the Rob Carson Show.
This is not an EV. <laughs> They're for posers. Yeah, I said it. EVs are for posers. They are. Oh, but they go really fast off the line. Okay, that's great. Is it gonna haul your uh, gonna haul your uh, drywall home from Home Depot uh, without uh, the the battery dying on you in cold weather? Sure, go right ahead. I did get a nice note from Steve yesterday because I did this epic monologue uh, that I call "If We Are to Believe the Midterms." And it is on uh, it is on uh, Rumble right now under Rob Carson's show. And I just put it there this morning. He said it was one of the most incredible dressing downs of the woke ideologues that I have ever heard. By the uh, end, driving alone in my work vehicle, I was shouting, Preach it, brother! I enjoy the show more all the time. You project sincerity and are genuine, and that cannot be faked. Thanks, Rob. No, but I fake a lot of other things. No, actually, I don't. I don't fake. I'm not fake. Unfortunately, I'm 100% authentic, which, you know, you can like or not like. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, my wife and I, we've been having this discussion. She's been getting all uh, mad at me about putting out Christmas decorations and all that. And, uh, you know, forgive me if you don't celebrate Christmas. That's fine. Uh, you know, Merry whatever the hell. Um, uh, but Christmas is a big deal for me, and I unabashedly say Merry Christmas. You know why? Because retailers and the country depend on happy little Christians going out and buying presents uh, for Christmas to uh, to uh, get them back in the black, which is profitable. So uh, nothing against uh, – and, and by the way, a lot of Jewish people do the Christmas present thing, too. And the Hanukkah present, too. And a lot of Jewish people put up uh, Christmas trees, and, and a lot of Christians put up uh, Hanukkah menorahs. I put a menorah up. Dude, what the heck, yeah? Because you know what? It's a glorious time of the year when we all give, and we give more than we receive. And it's, it's, we have nothing to apologize for Christmas. It's wonderful. So anyway, my wife and I have been debating, and she get mad at me because she says, no decorations go out before Thanksgiving. And she sounds just like that. So what I did the other day is I went and I bought some candy canes and I put them up on our little Norfolk pine in the living room, which is the tree that we normally have outside. We bought it at Walmart like 15 years ago. It's like seven feet tall now. And I put, I put uh, uh, candy canes on that and uh, she got mad at me, but she gave me the thumbs up this morning that uh, this Friday we can put out some Christmas decorations. But I, I showed her. I sneaked some candy canes onto the tree. Yeah, I know I'm whipped. I mean, welcome to be married for over 20 years. Uh, Christmas Story House is up for sale in Cleveland. There you go. Uh, Brian Jones bought the house for $150,000 on eBay in 2004. eBay, remember that? He also bought the Bumpus House next door, made a museum and gift shop across the street. So they're selling it right now. The, the house was built in 1895. I hope they replace the furnace and the electrical system because you can't plug in more than a couple of Christmas lights without uh, blowing the breaker. But there you go. It's, uh, it's for sale. I think that's kind of cool. And I will watch that movie at least, uh, you know, ten times this election season. Or this uh, election season. This Christmas season. <laughs> election season. All right. Back to uh, Arizona. Arizona. Uh, and, and somebody wrote me just a second ago, just got a, a text or an email, can't remember. I get so many of them. It's crazy. Uh, this is a text. And this is, this is what's going to have to happen if you want to restore trust in the electoral system. Uh, Rob, we need a new election or an audit of Arizona, not a recount. You're right, Sue. I agree 100%. You are absolutely right. Because honestly, once you cannot ask questions when you see something really weird going on, once that some people say you can't ask about that or da da da, is when you get into trouble. 
It's like, uh, you know, there's a guy there, and it's the middle of night, and he's got a couch sticking out of the back of his van. And uh, and he wants you, as a single female, to uh, grab hold of the couch and help him lift it into the van. But he wants you to go in first, back in with the sofa, so the sofa blocks you. And then, uh, you know, he might be able to shut the door and then close the van. And, and if you were a Democrat... Uh, and the woman getting in the van was a Republican, the Democrat would say, oh, there's nothing to see here. Just get in the van. I'm, a, I'm a referencing Silence of the Lambs there, by the way. In other words, uh, a lot of the times, if you think something's wrong, uh, you got to look at the evidence, and then you realize, oh, wow, there's a whole lot of stuff going on that is not normal or, for that matter, acceptable, acceptable with regard to the Arizona election and particularly the election of uh, Katie Hobbs, supposedly, in Arizona, who's the Secretary of State, who was in charge of the elections, getting them ready for Election Day, and they did the same crap that they did in 2020. The same thing happened, and the same voters said, the reason why I'm voting on the day of the election this year is so that crap doesn't happen again happen again and guess what it did so it is not unacceptable it is not conspiracy theorist it's not being a denier to say i want a recount i want another election we are not going to let this stand there's going to be an audit there is going to be another election that's it we're not asking for much but if you're going to bleep things up this badly we're not going to accept the, re- the uh, results of that this is Catherine Engelbrecht. She's with True the Vote. She actually was in jail. Did you know that? Yeah, a week before the election, she was in jail, held in contempt of court since Halloween. Uh, she refused to release the name of a man who they call a confidential FBI, FBI informant who is a person of interest in a defamation and hacking case against them. So here is uh, Catherine Engelbrecht talking about uh, what's going on in Arizona in Maricopa County. I think a lot of things are going on, and we need to try to get to the bottom of all of them. But what we're seeing play out right now is, you know, an election that never ends, right? They still, uh, last count I heard, there were still hundreds of thousands of ballots that have not been counted yet. That makes no sense. What is the process that they are following? And, yes, we have to get into the the granularity of this. And if it's so awesome, why isn't it happening in every precinct in America? To, To really understand how the wheels have totally come off. And I got a little bit more on this coming up. Also, your thoughts as well. Here is the number, 800-922-6680. It's not about being a denier. It's not about being a whatever. It's about going, wow, this is really messed up, and we can't let it stand when the person running for office who's claiming victory is the Secretary of State. This is The Rob Carson Show. is your business. What you do to our country is ours. It's the Rob Carson Show. By the way, if you want to check out the podcast, it's uh, it's growing. I mean, just pop in. The podcast is pop in. It, what it is, it's the show. It's the entire radio show. But we take all the commercials out. We shorten it up. And you can get it on all your usual uh, podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review if you would. That'd be great because I don't only have so many relatives. Uh, and all of the uh, usual suspects. And if you want a whole list, go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. And then if you want to vote on our poll, Newsmax poll, uh, just text the word VOTE to 39747. That's 39747. Vote. And take seconds. Your vote counts. People want to know your opinion. You'll get the results as well. I'll share the results tomorrow. Certainly. 
But uh, vote to 39747. Uh, text and data rates apply and all that stuff. So, Arizona. Uh, Carrie Lake leading in all of the polls before the uh, election. Uh, or, or Well, not all of them. But I will tell you, it's kind of interesting that all of the polls got it wrong this midterm. Even the ABC, CBS, NBC, all of those guys, everybody said Republicans were going to win in a landslide. Everybody won. Normally, you get a split. Normally, it's, oh, yeah, you know, the usual suspects, all of the majors, and very few Republicans uh, have the possibility of winning. They are never out in front because they are suppression polls. Oddly enough, every single poll was wrong. Every, and why is that? Why is that? It's kind of weird, isn't it? Isn't it a little strange? Why do poll companies exist if they're going to be wrong? I mean, all of everyone. Why is that? Nobody. Everybody predicted Republicans are going to win. They're going to blow out everybody. They're going to get the Senate. They're going to get the House. Everybody was wrong. Why is that? I am just curious. I'm just, I'm asking because I'm kind of curious that way, you see. Because uh, when you get abused every day by the left and Democrats, every single day, and you are stricken from social media, although that's beginning to turn, by the way, finally, Facebook is losing its butt. Uh, Twitter has uh, Elon Musk in charge. He took away their free lunch the other day. And one guy says, well, I guess he's going to starve us out. No, no, you just got to buy your own dang lunch. So there's that. Um, I want to go back to uh, what's going on in uh, Arizona. Uh, Steve Bannon is demanding uh, Arizona uh, um, uh, Katie Hobbs recuse uh, herself, uh, refuse to certify the election because, uh, you know, all of the election errors that happened in Maricopa County. It's a joke, guys. It happened the day of. And you know what? Uh, We're not stupid. Okay, we're not stupid. We know there's a reason why it happened in Maricopa County, Arizona, the uh, largest county in the state of Arizona. And we know why it happened on Election Day. Uh, There were 2.5 million ballots cast. 1.5 million came in from uh, Maricopa County. And 72% of the votes on Election Day came in Republican because Republicans didn't want their votes stolen. But they showed up and uh, two-thirds, or or I should say, uh, two-fifths of the polling locations, the votes weren't working you had to stand in line for hours many people just said screw it i'm going home and then some ballots just got tossed into a box and said hey you know what we'll take care of them we'll make sure they get counted and blah 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 and really okay sure this is a little bit more from uh, Catherine engelbrecht from true the vote how how arizona can feel confident about the outcome of this election at all uh i i don't understand um what we are asking um, they don't. people to do now is if you voted in Arizona and you were turned away in line, you were asked to vote a provisional ballot, you voted in a, in a door three scenario, door three. or you had any other uh, situation occur that didn't sit quite right with you, we want to hear about it. And we have an election integrity hotline that's up and running. People can call and talk to live operators. They can call and come to our website and, and excuse me, come to our website and, and put in their report. But, but it's, it's these, these details that will help us to form the legal argument around the voter suppression that is uh, on full display here in Arizona. Right, here's a little bit more from uh, Catherine Engelbeck. Pay attention, and I will post this on social media if you live in Arizona. They can go to truthevote.org, and you'll see a, a button that says tip line. Go there. We have a online form that they can fill out. We also have a toll-free number. People can call 855 585 2022. Talk to somebody live about your experience, and all of that is everything that we are taking in is being reviewed by attorneys 
for further action because this is far yeah. from over. It is, as you just said, Steve, it's a humiliation to this country, and we must work to set this record straight. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, let's see, uh, truthevote.org, truthevote.org, or 855-585-2022. 22, because, you know, that's the year, you see. Uh, 855-585-2022. Uh, this is Greg Phillips of uh, True the Vote talking about Katie Hobbs, who, I mean, this is third world crap. All right, this is like, uh, you know, uh, Hugo Chavez um, uh, certifying the vote, which I think he did, actually, and now he's dead. Yay! Yeah, I, you know, the, the law compels all states, um, and they all a little bit different, but they give them a few weeks to canvas, meaning they go back to all the counties, be sure they got the numbers right, they add them up, and then the Secretary of State certifies the actual counts. How in the world can... can America, Arizona, the world, anyone you want to look at, possibly believe that Katie Hobbs should get to certify her own stolen election. If that yeah, happens. I'm going to have to agree with that. Yeah, she shouldn't. In fact, the way this goes. I had a great you know why? Because it's BS. Opportunity to speak with, with uh, Carrie last night. And, you know, she's an incredibly strong person. And, and uh, I think the one thing that we, we, she and I both agreed upon was that it's time. Now's the time to fight. It's not, you know, not wait until... We have to take action now because next month you'll just be called a denier. You'll just be called a whatever. And so you have to do it now. End of 2023, into the primaries in 2024. Now is the time we stand here today and we fight. We can't give this away. We are not Venezuela. We're not Haiti. We're not Cuba. We're not these, these, these third world countries that do this, yet we act like it. Right here in Arizona... Katie Hobbs has an opportunity right now. And it only benefits Democrats. Do the right thing. Almost exclusively. She should recuse herself from all of this going forward. We're going to fight her to the to the bitter end. We will not allow her to certify a stolen election. There you go. And a little bit more. One more soundbite from Greg Phillips of uh, True the Vote. People were literally turned away. People were disenfranchised. They were told to get out of line. They were told to leave. We learned last night we had we had something like 1500 calls to to Catherine's election integrity hotline. People were telling us things that were just almost unbelievable. Oh, just put them in, you know, door 3 over here and everything will be okay. We learned last night. You know, it's weird. When you put something in door three, it sounds like a paper shredder. Oh, what is that? That as those boxes began to <laughs> fill up, they told them just to throw them into a Tupperware box. And, uh, and hey, we'll count them later. Oh, yeah, we'll get to it later. No, you can trust us. I mean, I know we completely uh, screwed up last time, but this time we've got it. Yeah, let's put them right there. Just go ahead and put them right in there. That's in that box there. Thank you. Bye. People were literally walking away and never got to vote. We've got disenfranchisement. We've got not just a broken process, but a process designed to steal. Um, and and that and not to mention the fact, of course, that you have Katie Hobbs, who, depending on where this thing goes, may be certifying the uh, her own stolen election. Yeah, uh, absolutely unacceptable. I mean, it is. And you Democrats, if you were on the receiving end, you'd say the same thing. But you're never on the receiving end because you know what? We're honest. We're honest. Let's go to Dave in Richmond, VA. Hello, Dave. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today, man? Hey, hey. thanks for having me on. So yeah, I, but... I just want to say, great show. Uh, Thank you. Your first point about the polling, that I, from what I've been listening, I, I think what they do is it's sampling. They can sample Democrats, Republicans, and they can, especially with independents, they can find really left-leaning independents or really 
right-leaning, and that's, in my mind, how they're constantly skewing these polls, just finding people they want to poll. But David, all of the polls said Republicans were going to kick some butt. All of them. Yeah, even well, the, even I mean, the, you know, I'm trying to figure out why it didn't happen. Maybe the polls need to go away. I don't know. I, I think you're. I think you're right. I, I mean, I I'm think obviously it was a suppression and people, uh, people not having their voice heard, and who, who knows exactly. But I, I wanted to get your you know, take on DeSantis v. Trump because I, I think Trump just announced DeSantis is eventually going to announce, and I, I really am leaning towards DeSantis because I think he can wield the power of government more effectively. How? What? What? Uh, what evidence of that do you have? Well, the way he's governed Florida. I, I think Donald Trump was the president of the United States for four years. He was. So there was, there was that. He was. And he got, a lot of, he got a lot accomplished in those four years, peace in the Middle East and uh, lowest black unemployment rate, uh, uh, record low uh, inflation rate, uh, a sealed southern border, peace in the Middle East. Uh, we were able to keep a very small contingent in Afghanistan. So, you know, I get what you're saying, David. Uh, but let, let not, you know, uh, DeSantis is, is, I would say, you know, flavor of the month, but he's really not. I get what you're saying. But don't cast aside Donald Trump and get your DeSantis tattoo yet because um, I, if you decide you want to vote for DeSantis for those reasons when the primary rocks around, then go for it. You know? But let's when, not, when let's not forget... And, and said that the reason he didn't fire Fauci was because he didn't want to firestorm on the left, that still kind of sticks in my craw. Well, I understand, but when you're a more public figure and you follow Donald Trump every day, you're going to probably find more things that you disagree with. Uh, I don't think most of us are following every move of Don, uh, Ron DeSantis. He's not on the cover of every newspaper and magazine. He's not uh, re- receiving incoming fire from every uh, every side. So I, I would venture to say that uh, Donald Trump did a hell of a lot for the country and had a lot more to do. So, um, you know, listen, I leave it up to you, bro. If if you decide, the, if Ron DeSantis decides to run and you want to run, you want to vote for DeSantis, go for it. Because I'm going to tell you, if Trump and DeSantis go head-to-head in the primaries, I will most probably, right now, lean towards Donald Trump because he has a lot of work to do, and Ron DeSantis can uh, be his VP and then run after Trump finishes his term and do two terms. That's my dream, David, but right now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote for Trump because DeSantis has done a great job at a great election, became more Trumpian as in his leadership, uh, gave the media what for, like Trump, uh, all of these things. And I, and I believe that Donald Trump opened the door to somebody like Ron DeSantis. I think he also uh, was, uh, I believe, that uh, a progeny of Donald Trump was Kerry Lake as well. So that's how uh, I, I feel I about it. I agree 100%, you know? and, and I'm going to vote for, based on the primary, whoever's the best when it comes to policy. I'm a policy Kaboom. voter, so whoever has the best policy, that's where I'll be. Now, now David, let me throw this into the mix. Uh, you know that uh, Paul Ryan and Joe Scarborough say you shouldn't vote for Trump. Does that make a difference? <laughs> Oh, of course not. <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks for the call. Uh, Victor, Victor in Silver Spring says that Michael Savage, when he made his uh, radio de- return exclusively on my show, predicted there would not be a red wave. Uh, yes, Michael, I do remember. Go, go, please tell me. He I don't remember that. that. Okay, yes, go ahead. He, he did. Said he said that. That. I'm pessimistic. I don't think there's going to be a red wave. I remember him telling you that. Yeah, did he was he referring to uh, election malfeasance or um, the will of the voters? Do you remember exactly what? I, I'd have to go back and listen to it. I don't have it in front of me. He, right now. he said there wasn't going to be a red wave. 
Okay. All right. Yeah, well, let me, uh, very pessimistic. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll, let me and look if, at it, Victor. And, uh, uh, one final comment. Yes, sir. Um, I hope Donald Trump goes to blue cities and blue states and explains to how he's going to um, reduce crime, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He needs okay. to talk to the people in the blue states. Yeah, he, he, there. I got you. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, you know, he has addressed those things, and crime was down when he was in the office of the presidency, and he was not... Um, but there were a lot of idiot Democrats in charge of blue cities. That's a, for blue cities, Democrat cities. But I appreciate that. And I'll check out. The- I got to take a break here. Michelle, you hold on. And I've got a little bit more on this. And uh, another reason why I'm really glad, nothing against Maryland, why I moved out of Montgomery County, Maryland when I did. Uh, chances are, if you live in a, a very Democrat area, you got this same sort of BS going on at your kid's school. Fortunately, I got my kids out of there. I'll have the details on that on the other side of this. This is the Rob Carson Show. There's only one Rob Carson on the radio. Oh, thank God. It's the Rob Carson Show. So, uh, uh, Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, is doing uh, the right thing as far as the invasion of the southern border. And he has uh, essentially uh, declared a, uh, a state of emergency on the, uh, on the southern border. He says, President Biden has abandoned his responsibility to enforce immigration laws. <clears throat> Congress has refused to hold the president accountable, has abandoned his own uh, responsibility, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so what they're going to do is they're going to invoke Article 4, Section 7 of the Texas Constitution, which states the governor shall have power to call forth a militia to execute the laws of the state to suppress insurrections and to repel invasions. That's cool. So deploy the National Guard to safeguard the border. Uh, Deploy the Texas Department of Public Safety to arrest and return the border uh, immigrants who illegally crossed. Build a border wall in multiple counties on the border. Deploy gunboats to secure the border. Oh, Susie Q. Little hat tip to our Vietnam veterans out there. Deploy gunboats to secure the border. Designate Mexican drug cartels as foreign terrorist organizations. Enter into a compact with other states to secure the border. Enter into agreements with foreign powers to enhance border security. Provide uh, resources for border counties to increase their efforts to respond to the border invasion. I uh, would like to see when Donald Trump is the president or Ron DeSantis uh, that we send special forces into Mexico. We paint targets on drug lord uh, 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 mansions and on their drug manufacturing facilities and uh, blow them to hell. Absolutely. And then uh, tell Mexico that you shut down all illegal border crossings or we stop trading and travel to Mexico. We're done. End of discussion. It's pretty easy. I know that Donald Trump could do that. And I'll bet Ron DeSantis would. But you see, Donald Trump has more experience nationally than Ron DeSantis. Okay. Uh, and by the way, if you think that Ron DeSantis is going to be immune from criticism, he's going to get shredded just like Donald Trump did every single day. If you think that it's going to somehow lighten up because DeSantis is the president, uh, you're out of your nut. If you think that he's, they're going to love him and they're going to say he's great and all this, they're going to find everything they can about him. They're going to investigate everything just like they did Trump. And the weird thing is Trump was more popular than DeSantis before office, and he was a known factor. 
he was a famous person. He was in high regard. Everybody wanted to be a millionaire, uh, you know, have beautiful women. I'm just talking from the guy perspective. You can, maybe it's, you're into it. I don't care if you're a girl, whatever the hell. But, uh, you know, if you think it's going to be an easier ride for Ron DeSantis, you're uh, out of your nut. Because it will be as bad and as ugly with Ron DeSantis as it was for Donald Trump. And uh, you know what? We just need to punch back. By the way, oh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to save this Maryland, uh, uh, Montgomery County BS about uh, transgender nonsense for tomorrow. I want to wrap things up with Michelle in Westminster. Hello, Michelle. Welcome to the show. What's up? Hello, my friend. Um, I've said this once before, but I think it bears repeating. This is like the Grinch trying to steal Christmas, and it is the swamp trying to steal hope. They are trying to do uh, We We were all, yeah, 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 this is going to be a great election. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. And yeah. they've taken pretty much everything else away except hope. And Donald Trump represents hope, not Mr. DeSantis, but Mr. Trump represents hope. Yeah, and he's also a giant. I'm sorry. No, go ahead and finish. I would like for all of us to come out like the Who's did and sing the praises of God about hope and faith and let them know they cannot take that away. Don't let them take it away. It is ours to keep. We can't let them take it away. Michelle, it's about God, it's about family, and it's about country. Uh, And that's what it is. And they won't be able to, Michelle. That was a great call and a beautiful way to wrap things up. And I am going to put up an ornament in your name. I might even write Michelle on it. I might. I might just do that. All right. Have a glorious day. God bless you, girl. And happy Thanksgiving if I don't talk to you. Let's come back and wrap things up. This is The Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show. I greatly appreciate you joining me. Make sure to uh, vote. Text the word vote to 39747 to vote between Trump and DeSantis on Newsmax poll. We'll have results tomorrow. God bless you guys. Have a glorious day. And until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid. I know you won't. See you.